0: you have your Bible this morning, please take them and open them up to the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 33. This morning we are beginning a a new series of messages called 40 Days of Prayer. And uh, I want to encourage you to not miss a Sunday because starting from now until uh, January 4th, We're going to be looking at what the Bible has to say about prayer. And uh, my desire is that all of us would grow and our prayer life would deepen. Uh, That we would grow deeper in our prayer life. We as a church, this is important as a church, for us to uh, be devoted to prayer. I truly believe 2019 is going to be a year of change. Change is inevitable for 2019. Growth is optional. But change is coming our way. And as a church, we need God's wisdom. As a church, we need God's direction. As a church, we need God's provision. And it's going to require us, as a church, individually, to be seeking the face of God, to be calling out to Him, to be yearning and desiring to hear from Him, to know Him, and to experience Him. You know, if you uh, Google prayer, you will get over four million hits on prayer. There's so much out there in regards to prayer. If you Google prayer, uh, you know, it's just there's so much. Uh, just in the Bible. There's over 375 references to prayer. The Bible has a lot to say about praying, uh, calling out upon the Lord, making our requests known, praying to Him. Uh, This morning, I want us to look at Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. The Lord is speaking to the prophet Jeremiah, and this is what God says. He says, call to me. And I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. What an incredible, powerful to like mark this verse, write it down, memorize this verse, post this verse, because this verse is going to serve kind of as the springboard out this series, because God is inviting us to call to him. God is inviting us to come before him and to, to call unto him. And he promises to answer us. He promises to show us great and mighty things which we do not know. You see, I personally believe that prayer is powerful. Prayer is so powerful because prayer moves mountains. Prayer moves God. You see, prayer, listen, this is powerful. Prayer can do anything that God can do. Because God can do anything. And prayer moves God into action. And that's what we're going to look at throughout this series is, 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 is deepening our prayer life. Understanding uh, the basics to prayer. Vince Lombardi, probably one of the greatest football coaches that has ever lived, uh, every year... Uh, during training camp, the first day of training camp, when he would have both rookies and veteran players show up, every, every year he would do this, he would hold up a football and he would say, men, this is a football. And he would begin to go through the basics, not just assuming that every single player knew the basics, whether they were rookie players or veterans, he wanted everybody to be on the same page, move in the same direction, at the same speed, and I believe it's appropriate for us this morning to start with the basics of prayer. Now, I know some of you say, well, this is kind of, this is kind of elementary. No, 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 it's, it's not. It's not. Because as we go week to week, we're going to go deeper and uh, hopefully more richness from God's Word. And so uh, let, me, let me share with you, before we talk about what prayer is, let me share with you what prayer is not, Okay. Let's talk about what prayer is not. First, prayer is not a magical wand. All right, Prayer is not a magical wand. You know, uh, uh, you know Harry Potter, that little thing he has in his hands where, where he'll wave it. And, and a lot of people think prayer is like that magical wand. You just wave it and, and situations and circumstances will change if you just wave your magical wand. That's not prayer. Prayer is not a magical wand. God is not a genie. All right. God is is. He, you don't come to God with your with your with your chants and your magical spells and 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 and, and hopefully God will 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 will, rec- or will answer uh, three of your requests. No, God's not a genie. Prayer is not a magical wand. You know, sometimes we think, well, we just got to have the right chant. If we could just pray the right chance, the right, the right formula, the right spell, if, if, if we could just, just say, you know, if, if, man, it would be great, all right? It would be if we could just wave our magical wand at our husband and say, abracadabra, and he would change. He would be a perfect man, right? Amen. All the wives said, amen. Give me that one, right? I mean, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to say, hocus pocus, and you got a promotion, all right? But see that—that's not prayer, right? That's a fantasy. Prayer is not a magical wand. Also, prayer is not an emergency apparatus. It's not an emergency apparatus. A lot of people treat prayer like that, all right. When, when, when there's a fire, they, they run to prayer, and they break out the glass, and they break out the fire extinguisher, hoping to put out that fire. And a lot of people treat prayer like that. It's, a, it's the last resort. It's the last thing you do. You know, everything, you've tried everything else, and now, man, you're at the end of your rope, and now, now I've got to pray. You know, and I hear this so often. I guess all we can do is pray. That's, that's the wrong approach to prayer. You're treating prayer like an emergency apparatus. When prayer should not be the last option that you use, it should be the first choice that you decide. Right? We should pray first, right? Not last. We've tried everything else. I guess all. I guess it's come to this. We got to pray now. No, no, no. Prayer is not an emergency apparatus. It's not a fire extinguisher. All right. It's not a wet blanket. I believe we we should we should pray before we buy the car. Not after we, not after we get married, right? We we should pray before we do things, not after we do things. And a lot of people treat prayer as an emergency apparatus that that, that flare prayer. You know, you're you're in dire need. The crisis is there, and poof, you shoot the flare up. God save me. God help me. And that's the wrong approach when it comes to prayer. Another misconception is uh, prayer is not a bar- chip prayer's not a bargaining chip again a lot of people approach prayer like this well they'll, they'll say God uh, you know eh, God if you do this all right I'll do this as if prayer is some tool of leverage some some tool of manipulation God if, if, if God if you answer my prayer I promise all right I will I, I'll, I'll, I'll clean this up I'll do this over here I'll do this and you're bargaining with God prayer is now becoming not this relationship that it's supposed to be it's, it's becoming this tug of war it's becoming this bargaining chip this 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 wheel and deal you, you know and then what we have to think is uh, you know and this is what's sad when we tend to have this approach that prayer is a bargaining chip what we focus on is not the relationship what we focus on and what we really polish is the sales pitch all right man if i can just pitch this to god all right god you know, I need, I need a new vehicle. God, I, 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 you know, whatever it is. God, I need this. And, and as long as I can pitch it just right, right? If I, can, if I can sell God on the idea, well, then it worked. Again, that's the wrong approach to prayer. It's the wrong misconception. Prayer is not a bargaining chip. Another idea that people get wrong is that prayer is a ritual to relieve guilt. Prayer is a ritual to relieve guilt, and many of you uh, grew up where you were taught that if you sinned big enough, you would have to say a number of prayers, you know, depending on how, you know, in, in order to, to, to relieve the punishment, you know, if your sin was this big, well, you would have to pray 10 prayers over here, okay, and, 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 and people look at prayer as, as you know, it's, it's, it's a way to avoid punishment, all right? And so I'm going to pray, you know, I'm going to pray, I've done this over here, I've done this sin over here, and now I'm going to come over and I'm going to pray, God, 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 please don't let the punishment be that harsh. And I've got to pray ten times that. No, that's the wrong motivation for prayer as well. That's a misconception. Prayer is, it's not a ritual. It's not a ritual to relieve guilt. Prayer is not a punishment for your sin. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. It's a privilege for us to pray. Prayer, prayer is so powerful. Amen? Amen? But it's a privilege for us to be able to come before the Lord. It's a privilege for us to talk to him. It's a privilege for us to make our requests known. It's not a punishment for sin. Prayer is a joy. Lastly, another misconception that people have when it comes to prayer is... Um, uh, prayer is not a repetition of vain words. It's not. Now, I know we're all guilty of this as parents because normally, uh, you know, we, we teach our children their first prayers. And their first prayers go something like this. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And we say, well, that's, that's beautiful. That's that's so it's genuine. It's so, no, it's not genuine. It's a chant. That's a repetition of vain words. Many times as adults, we, we carry that on. And as adults, we, we know what to say. We know the right cliches. And we know how to pray because we've heard other people pray. And we say, well, that sounded pretty good. And we start to model our prayers not after a sincere heart, but what other people prayed. And we start to build this up, and so now our prayers sound just like those prayers. You know, uh, um, God is great, God is good. Now let us thank us for this. But you all understand what I'm saying. Sometimes our prayers can be just like that. It's just a repetition of where We're not really focused on what we're saying. We're just saying these things. Just to say the prayer. Listen to what Jesus says. Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. He says, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think that they will be heard with their many words. I love that. Well, Jesus is saying, listen, when you're praying... It's not about, it's not about the, 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 the words that you keep saying over and over and over again. It's not vain repetition of words. You keep saying it over and over and over. He says the heathens do that. The heathens, when they go worship their gods, that's how they pray. All right? You're not to pray like that using these vain words. He says, no, 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 no. He, he goes on to say, uh, because they, they think that they'll be heard. All right? they'll, they'll keep praying on and on and on and on. And sometimes we think that longer prayers are stronger prayers. That's not true. Sometimes we just need to land a plane. What God is looking for is not the length of our prayer. He's not looking at the uh, quantity of our prayer. He's looking at the quality of our prayer, the genuineness of our heart, the genuineness of our, of our conversation. Okay, So let's talk about what is prayer. Right? We talked about what prayer is not. All right? Let's talk about what prayer is. You want to write this down. Prayer is when I have a conversation with God. Simply, prayer is me talking to God. Prayer is when you talk to God. You don't need a sales pitch, all right? When you talk to your wife or you talk to your husband, you don't have to have a sales pitch. When you talk to your friends, you don't need to have a sales pitch with them. It is con- is, is conversing with God, talking to him openly and freely. That's what prayer is. And I know so... so Often we tend to take prayer and we make it so complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be some m- meaningless task that we do, uh, some ritual that we perform. No, prayer is just us talking to God, us having a conversation with God. Let me give you four foundational truths about prayer. All right, four foundational truths. Number one, God loves for me to talk to him about anything. For me to talk to him about anything. Remember, prayer is just having a conversation with God. It's talking to him. All right? God loves it when you talk to him about anything. All right. Anything that's going on in your life. Listen, God is, he, he is concerned about what's going on in your life. He wants to be involved in your life. He knows what's going on in your life. Don't misunderstand me, all right? He knows everything, but he wants us to come and just talk to him, share with him what's, what's on our heart, share with him our struggles, share with him our fears, share with him our, the pain that we're going through, share with him the joy, share with him every single aspect of our life. God desires, he loves when we come and we talk to him about anything. See, it doesn't have to be a religious topic. Again, we think that that's what prayer is. We have to you know, ha- make it some, no, no, it doesn't always have to be a religious topic. Just whatever you're going through. Having a conversation with God. Sharing with Him, you know, your day at work. What happened at work. Frustration maybe you, you've encountered. See, God is, is interested in what you're interested. He made you. You know, every day when I pick my boys up from school, We'll get in the, in the vehicle, and I'll ask them this question. I'll say, uh, how was school today, guys? You know what their answer is? Good, I guess. And that's it. Good, I guess. Sadly, many of us, that's kind of our prayer life with God. God says, how was your day today? Good, I guess. God, God says, no, no, t- tell me. I, 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 just, just let me know. Just, just share with me your heart. Good, I guess. Did you learn anything new today? No, not really. <laughs> we we kind of just have those short little conversations. Just just yeah, good. I you know whatever God. That's not prayer. God desires for us to just share our heart. Let me tell you, God, let me tell you how, how how my day was, all right? Let me just get this off my chest. Let me get this off my heart, God. Let me just share with you. All right, good morning. God, God, there's so much that I have to get done today, Lord. There's so much. Lord, I've got to have a meeting with this person. I've got to make this phone call today. I've got to make this decision today. I've got all these things going on today, Lord. Lord, I just pray you you help me. You give me the wisdom that I need to make this Because as I look at my agenda, as I look at everything that I have to get done today, I know that I'm not going to get everything done today. And so, Lord, I need to know which ones I can give 100% to. Which ones that that, that are going to most glorify you, Lord. And so you just have that conversation, just sharing with the Lord the things that interest you. Listen to Psalms 103, verse 13. The psalmist says, the Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. I love this because God is a relational God. He desires a relationship as a father and we as his children, right? And he desire, you know, listen, how many of you as parents, you loved your, you loved your children before they could speak, Right? You loved your children, now you're like, I don't know, I wish, no, 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 really, you loved your children before before they could ever utter their first word, you loved them, right? You couldn't wait for them to speak, you couldn't wait for them to have a conversation with you, right? Likewise, God is the same way, all right? Many of us, we we know how to speak, God God is desiring us to have a conversation with him. He loves us before we even could know how to pray. Before we could ever utter a word spiritually God loves us as a father loves his children is tender and compassionate to those who fear him listen God loves you deeply even if you don't know how to talk to him he loves you deeply but God's desire is for us to grow to mature so that we would learn how to have a conversation with God, how, how to talk to God, how, how to deepen our prayer life with God. Listen to 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 through 15. John says, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. What John is saying is, listen, we as believers can have confidence, all right? That God hears us if we ask anything according to his will. And we're going to unpack these verses uh, throughout this series. but, But we need to understand, we can have confidence as God's people that God hears us. All right, He hears our prayer. Our prayers are not just going to the ceiling and then falling down and that's it. No, God, his ear is attentive to our prayers. We can have confidence if our prayers are according to his will. Verse 15, and we know that he hears us. Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. And so we can, we can pray without fear. We can pray without shame. We can, we can pray without guilt. We can have confidence, John says, as we pray, as we talk to God. Every time we see this word, pray, let's just let's get it in our brains. What that means is us having a conversation with God, us talking to God, all right? Listen to Jeremiah chapter 29. A lot of people miss this. We're very familiar with Jeremiah 29 verse 11, where uh, God says, for I know the plans that I have for you. Listen to the the whole verse in its context here. God says, I say this because I know what I'm planning for you. He's talking to Jeremiah. He says, I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. He says, I will give you a hope and a good future. Verse 12, then you will call my name. You will come to me and pray to me, talk to me, communicate with me, and I will listen to you. God desires for us to talk to him, to have a conversation with him. We do not have to make prayer difficult. We don't. God is interested in everything that you're interested in because God created you. God created the, the, the things that excite you. God knows that. He, he put that in you. Things you're passionate about, your shape, all right? God, God, God created you. He formed you. He fashioned you. He knows everything. God, God wants to know, all right? He's interested in you. So talk to Him. Number two, God listens to prayers. That are sincere and simple. God listens to the prayers that are sincere and simple. I know this is basic, but we have to start here because sometimes we think prayer has to be this elaborate thing, and we just have to have the words just right. And if if we press God with um, some old English, you know, with some V's and some vows and hallowed and all of this. God would say, oh, there's the Shakespeare I've been waiting for. And we we tend to think, well, if we can just pray this way where, where it's very poetic, very flamboyant, very, very honoring, very, very exalted, and, and we just use these, these flowery words and, and, and prayer, then does not become something that's a conversation it becomes a show as if you are on the the stage and you're performing a play and you are you are just repeating your lines with such eloquence and clarity that's not prayer that's, that's a show all right that's, that's what that is. That's a show. And God says, listen, I'm not, I'm not interested in your show. All right? I'm not interested in, in how well you wax elegance. I'm not, I'm not interested in that. I just want you to pray just sincere and simple prayers. You don't have to use flowery words. <laughs> I think we all know people who pray... Well, they'll say the same thing and they'll embellish it nine different ways. They'll just kind of you know, say it this prayer this way and then they'll say, well, no, no, they, they'll, they'll repeat it and they'll just, they'll just keep embellishing it, embellish it. It's just like, just land the plane. You've been circling the, the runway, you've been circling, just, just land. This is long, flowery prayer. No. Listen to Matthew chapter 6. About prayer, it's Jesus. If you study His life, He devoted a lot of time on prayer, in prayer. Right? In fact, uh, we're going to see um, probably in a couple of weeks where where His disciples come to Him, and out of all the things that His disciples asked Him to teach them, uh, because I mean they saw Jesus feed people, they saw Jesus heal people, they saw Jesus do some some mighty miracles. Uh, all these things all right they they come to Jesus and they said lord teach us how to pray that's an incredible statement they saw Jesus pray and they knew that's that's where where Jesus was was getting his power all right it was through prayer they saw Jesus devote his time and his energy towards prayer right so here's Jesus and he says listen when you pray do not be like the hypocrites all right. In your Bible, you want to circle that and write stage actors. That's what a hypocrite is. A, hip- a hypocrite is a stage actor. All right? They're pretending to be someone that they're not. They're a character right, on a stage acting it out. Jesus says, don't, don't be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues. And on the street corner to be seen by others. And that's sad because sometimes in prayer groups, this is what it tends to be like. You know, when a church has a prayer meeting, it becomes this, this kind of a, a, a setting right here where, where the super spiritual people want to just stand and give these long, elaborate prayers. And he says, truly, I tell you, they've, re- they've received their reward in full. Verse 6, but when you pray, here's what Jesus says. He says, listen, don't be like them. Don't be like the stage actors, all right, who's just praying for a show, all right? What are they praying for? A show. Let's do that again. They're praying for a? Show we're not we're not praying for a show, right? He says, no, don't show. He says, go, right? He says when you pray. Close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not Pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, all right? Going on and 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 on. As if you're trying to, this is going back to manipulating God using prayer as a tool of leverage. If I could just say this the right way, if I could just pitch it the right way, if I could just do this the right way, if I just have the right words on my lips, just keep saying it over and over and over again. He says, For they think they will be heard for many words. On and on and on and on. All right, get to amen. (laughs) He says, don't be like them. He says, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Now, verse 8 is not a verse that's teaching us to not pray. No, quite the opposite. It's teaching us how to pray. To not pray like the pagans. To not pray like the hypocrites who were just praying for a show. Jesus says, don't pray like that, all right? Get alone by yourself. Talk to God. Just you and him. Just, just get have a conversation with him. Be sincere in your prayers. Be simple in your prayers. You don't have to. Here, here this is going to relieve a lot of, of, of burden right here. You don't have to, 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 to make sure you say it just right, right? You don't have to have the secret formula all right, in your prayers. Just share what's on your heart. Get it off of your chest. Just give it to God. Just talk to him. Talk to him. It's it's that simple, all right? Hebrews says, Let us come near to God with a sincere heart and a sure faith. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for sincerity. He's looking for sincerity in our prayers, a sincere heart. It's not looking at how well you pray or how well you say the these and the thous and Lord, we thank thee for thy bountiful blessing of food. No, no. God is saying, look, just, just be real with me. Just be real. Talk to me. Talk to me. Number three. Foundational truth, God likes to show his grace by answering prayer. God likes to show his grace by answering prayer. We have a God that answers prayer. How many of you believe that? All right, we want to write this down, right? We'll write this down. God answers every prayer. He does. Now, you want to write next to that, here are his four answers, all right? Sometimes he'll answer yes if his if the prayer if the request is in line with his will all right he will answer yes all right sometimes God will answer wait all right either the situation isn't ready or you're not ready right so wait all right and that word when God says wait doesn't mean to sit there passively uh, twiddling your thumbs but it's a time of growth it's a time of deepening your your relationship and your dependency upon the Lord so there's times God says yes, all right, the timing is right, the request is right, yes, the prayer has been granted, right, uh, the, re- the request has been granted, all right? and there's times where God says wait, all right, you're not ready yet, all right, the situation isn't ready yet, I, God is still at work, all right, there's a time of waiting, we're just, we're just trusting the Lord, depending upon Him, all right, wait, and then there are times where God says no, no, that's still an answer, right, no is still an answer, right." And even when God says no, God is still gracious, right? Even when God says no, that, that, that's, that's still an answer. And sometimes God will say, are you kidding No, not really. No, there, there's times where, where God will say, I've got something better. I've got something better. But with every answer that God gives, God is a gracious God. Amen. Let me ask this question, right? For the parents, what? Uh, let me ask: Does a loving parent, all right? A, th- let me preface this: Does a loving parent give their child everything they ask for? No. no. Does that mean they're not loving? No. no, they still love. Right? A loving parent at times will not give their. Child everything they ask for, because sometimes what they're asking for may hurt them or somebody else, right? It may harm them, all right? So a loving parent, all right, because of wisdom, will say, no, that's not appropriate, right? Or sometimes a a loving parent will will say, wait, all right, it's just not the right time for you to have this, all right? Sometimes a loving parent will, will, will say, yes, you know what, that sounds great. That's that's you know and and they'll and they'll reward their child or bless their child with with whatever they're asking. Or sometimes a parent will will say, "You know what? I've got something better in mind." I I know you want this and I and I know you're asking for this, but but I've got something better in mind. Again, God is very very similar, all right? God is all-wise and he knows what's best, and many times we come to God and God says, "Listen, I love you," all right? And sometimes God will say no to a request. It's okay. Sometimes God will say yes. Sometimes God will say wait. Sometimes God will say, yes, I've got something better for you. Listen to Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. Jesus says, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? This is prayer right here. All right. If we as evil people, if we as sinful people, know how to give good gifts to our children, right? We're not going to give bad gifts. We're not going to give gifts that will will hurt our children. No, we know how to give good gifts, right? And Jesus says, "Listen. How much more, all right, Will our heavenly Father give good gifts to those who what? Ask, ask, ask. talk to God." Tell them what you need. Tell them what interests you. James chapter four, verse two. It's another verse I would ask us to commit to memory. James says, "You have not, because you ask not." It's not that God is not wanting to give good gifts. It's because we're not asking God. Listen, you, you, you won't write this down too. Listen, Satan. Satan can't stop God from giving you good gifts, all right? Satan can't stop God. Satan can't stop God from giving you good gifts, all right? But Satan can stop us from asking. And many times, that's where it is. God, God wants to give us good gifts. God, God wants to, to, to shower us with his love. God wants to provide. But many times, we're not asking we're not praying. We're not talking to God. We're not sharing the things that are on our heart. We're, we're over here. And, 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 and listen, you want to write this down? all right? What makes prayer so powerful is faith. Faith. Faith to move mountains. Is it mountain-sized faith? No, mustard-sized faith that can move mountains. And many times we lack faith. That's why we don't ask. That's why we don't talk to God. That's why we don't share our heart. That's why we don't, we don't have a conversation with him. It's, 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 it's not because God can't do it. It's because maybe we have God. Maybe we're not expecting God. Maybe, maybe we have some misconception of who God is. And we're a little reserved. I don't know. But as James says, you have not because you don't ask. Is so, powerful. ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be open. You see, faith moves us into action. In fact, James will go on and tell us that faith without works is dead. So, faith will always motivate us. Faith will always move us into action. Faith will cause us to ask. Faith will cause us to seek. Faith will cause us to keep on knocking until the answer comes. And so God likes to show us grace by answering prayer. Here's the the last here this morning. So we talk about the basics of prayer, all right? God longs to be close to me. God longs to be close to you. That's his desire. Prayer is not about changing God. Prayer is about allowing God to change us. Prayer is that deepening relationship with the Lord. God, he desires, he longs to be close to us. For you to come to him, so he can show you his love and his compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. I know some of you here this morning, um, and I, I don't—I don't mean to kind of pick at the at the at the wound, but you can relate. You have a child that won't talk to you. You've made numerous attempts to try to reconcile that relationship, to, to talk to your child, to open up the lines of communication. And for whatever reason, your child just refuses. They don't want to talk to you. They want nothing to do with you. They just—they're just kind of—they're over here. They're isolated. And and, and you can—I want you to kind of, kind of just, just sense the compassion, right? The passion that God has for us, because just as you long to have that relationship, just as you long to be close to your child, just, uh, just as. As much as you long to, to talk to them. To restore that relationship. God says, that, that's, that's me. I long to have that closeness with you. I long to have that conversation. I long to have fellowship with you. I long to walk with you again. I long to hear about your day. I long to hear you laugh. I long to, 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 to wipe your tears from your eyes. I long, I just long to embrace you. God says, that's, that's me. The Bible is full of examples of those who had a close relationship with God. Noah, Abraham, Jacob, the list goes on and on and on. Enoch, Hezekiah, they all had a close relationship with, with the Lord. That should be the purpose of prayer. Not to manipulate God, not to use prayer as a bargaining chip, not to use prayer as a magic wand, not to use prayer as an emergency apparatus, a fire extinguisher, not to use prayer to uh, relieve some guilt that we 're going through as a ritual or repetition of vain words so no no uh, uh, prayer should 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 deepen our relationship to cause us to to draw closer to him in fact listen to four verse eight. James says, "Come close to God and God will come close to you." See, God longs to have a relationship with you. Not just to be your God, but to be your friend. to have close fellowship with you. And prayer, prayer is that communication. You talk to God. And so here's the challenge, all right, for all of us this morning as we, as we begin 40 days of prayer, all right, every day, all right? And I don't want it to be a ritual, so I'm not going to say every day in the morning or every day at this time or whatever. No, no, no. We're not, we're not going to be systematic about it, right? We're not going to have some formula, right? But, but I do want to encourage you every day, talk to God doesn't have to be long, all right? I'm not even going to say, you know, you know for, for every day, for 40 days, talk four minutes with God. No, 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 just, just, just talk to God, all right? Before you wake up in the morning, just say, God, God thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for just the opportunity. to Share, God, what's going on in your day, uh, on your way to work. Just thank God for the sunrise, whatever the case may be. Just Just talk to God. Talk to him. If you had a bad day, all right, before you get on Facebook and post it, Talk to God, all right? If you had a good day, all right, you had a good meal, before you tweet about it, before you put it on Instagram, tell God about it, all right. You see, it's sad because we'll tell our friends and we'll tell our f- social friends, you know, out there in social media world. You know, all about our day and all about our struggles and all about our frustrations and the things we don't like and the things that made us happy today. And we'll post little emojis and, and all these cool little things to tell our friend. When God says, listen, that's, I, I, I desire to have a relationship with you. And so before you open up Facebook, before you open up Twitter, before you open up Instagram, before you open up TikTok, before you open up uh, all the other social media uh, avenues there, just, just talk to God. Have a conversation with him. Share your heart. Doesn't have to be long. Just be sincere. Be sincere. Every head bowed and every eye closed.